A quick announcement. You'll notice throughout this recording that there are a few clicks and extra audio distractions that most likely we think are due to the increased online traffic because of everyone staying home because of COVID-19. We were unable to edit these out, but did our best to minimize their impact on the recording. But we wanted to let you know that that's what they are and that's what they are most likely from. But we hope it doesn't distract from your experience and enjoy the episode. I'm Tez Steinberg, and I'm preparing to row across the Pacific Ocean from San Francisco to Hawaii to inspire a more courageous world. And I'm Zach Smith. I'm not rowing at all, but I'm here to help tell this story. I spent the past 10 years exploring the far reaches of my mind and body, first through depression and later through endurance sports like Ironman triathlons, ultramarathons, and now rowing the Pacific. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, Tess, are you seriously still doing that with COVID-19 on the loose? Look, Zach, the safest place for me to be in the world right now is in quarantine at sea. Yes, I mean, I've been planning this thing for three years. So many people have contributed and there's really no reason to stop as long as I can manage to get everything to sea in the next couple months here. So yes, I am absolutely still rowing. But there is still the process of getting everything to the sea. Has this, this has to have affected that process too. I mean, supplies, training, what's this looking like? On yeah, I mean, end? it's had impact across the board, right? Everything, the simple thing from training, all the gyms are closed. I can't work with my trainers anymore. Well, you can work remotely, virtually through Zoom, which we've started doing. But uh, it's impacted everything but it hasn't impacted my commitment or Sonia Baumstein's commitment, right? If you heard the two episodes ago, Sonia's the boat builder. So we're still moving forward, but it's made logistics planning, everything from ordering supplies, from gear, food, clothing, medical kits. It's made that much more complex and all sorts of things. There's a lot of unknowns, obviously, as San Francisco is shut down right now and and maybe for the foreseeable future. So at this point, it's kind of contingency planning and looking at different scenarios, but still planning to row one way or another in May. Wow. And I want to stop for a second and announce officially, if you haven't guessed yet and you're listening, this is our topic for today. The date today is March 27th, and COVID-19 has swept across the entire world. And I am currently sitting in upstate New York. Uh, Tez is in Colorado, and Colorado has officially been shut down, and people ask to stay home. And throughout New York, people are staying home as much as possible. And although we aren't mandated to stay home yet that I know of, That is generally the practice and people are on edge everywhere. Businesses are closed, restaurants are closed and everything, as you well know, if you're living through this right now, is more difficult and people are on edge. So we're gonna talk about that today. So as far as your supplies and contingency planning for this row, Give me some specifics. What are some things that have become harder to get and harder to do? One, one example. So 
it's incredibly wet <laughs> at sea, obviously, but also in the cabin. You know, you think, oh, that's your shelter. It's dry. No, it's super, super moist. And any electronics corrode. So inside of all of my dry bags, where I'll keep wires and, and electronics, cables, I'll keep silicon pouches, you know, a desiccant to keep the cables dry. If I order that off sure. of Amazon, expected delivery is like a month from now, right? And so, wow. Yeah. So I've, I've left a lot of these things thinking, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to it next. Well, suddenly, getting these supplies is certain things has gotten really tricky. Another example is just getting the plates for my trailer to tow the boat. The DMV is closed in Washington. I'm going to try and head to the DMV in Colorado today, even though I haven't officially bought my trailer yet. I need to make sure I can get the plates as soon as possible because otherwise I can't tow the boat anywhere, right? I've been seeing this light at the end of the tunnel. Instead of getting closer, in some ways it's getting farther. And so I'm sprinting as fast as I can to get all these logistics ready. And that might mean like pivoting a little bit where instead of thinking, okay, I launched from San Francisco. Well, that's a little more complex. You know, there might be some other scenarios in which I launched from the Pacific Northwest because it's a little more straightforward, you know, get out to Washington, get on the boat and, and launch. So the supplies I can work through, there's some complexities around launch site that are, that are changing as well. Has this changed your timeline for launching at all? You said you're, you're still going full steam ahead. Has this changed your timeline? The, the timeline of preparation is changing, but still targeting mid-May for a launch. Um, and it could be it could be even sooner you know it like i've been saying the past few months it comes down to weather and readiness weather's the same <laughs> that's a, that's a variable i can't really control readiness has just gotten more complex but basically it's lit a fire under me to get everything ready as soon as possible okay so i'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment and worst case scenario We'll say you get on the boat. Is there any way to get a test kit? So if you start getting symptoms of something on the boat, because the symptoms can mask colds, flus, a lot of other illnesses. Yeah. Is there a way for you to get a test kit so you can test yourself on the boat well, it's a, to know? It's a great question. I, I mean, I don't think they have a rapid diagnostic test for this yet because that, like, the, the test samples go to labs and figure everything out. So what I started thinking is, well, three days, five days before launching, potentially get tested and just keep myself effectively in quarantine for a few days and confirm that I don't have anything as I get on the boat. You know, that said, you know, in absence of a test kit to confirm I don't have it, I'll still get on the boat. Like I'm still doing this thing. Right. And trust that it's going to work out and do what I can to be careful and minimize the risks I take along the way. But, you know, I have faith that this is all going to work out. Still. Hey, look, here's here's one point I really want to make, though, Zach. Um, you know, we're talking about kind of the tactical impacts of stores shutting and, and restrictions being made on travel. That all has an impact. But here's the biggest thing. We're being reminded in a huge way how interdependent we all are. Locally and globally. Yes. Locally and globally. Yes. And it's, it's, yes, there's a great deal of discoordination between different levels of government in different countries. But put that aside, we are being shown 
so clearly how much our decisions impact each other. And as people choose to make the sacrifice of saying, I'm not going to go and see anybody. I'm going to stop doing all the things I care about. I mean, there's an opportunity to, of course, slow down and reconnect to the things we love. But in terms of not seeing our friends in person, not seeing loved ones, like that's, those are huge sacrifices people around the world are making for the benefit of others. And and as I row out to sea for the United World Challenge, I think there's a massive opportunity here to talk about the interdependence that we all share. And and the COVID just really shows that in full light. And so I, I whether it's to focus on the United World Colleges and talk about their role in creating a, a world where we appreciate and value our interdependence or just the choices we make day to day, it's really, really, really been on my mind lately and I think is going to become a big part of the story. Now, it's, it's been a while since we've had a chance to really catch up, and I'm sure there are things that you've moved forward on that we haven't talked about yet. So are there any major areas in preparation that you have been able to move forward in in the past month or so? Yeah, there's a few, Zach. So one... The boat is very nearly finished. We, I went out and saw it a few weeks ago and we did a fitting. The colors are looking absolutely fantastic. It's outrageous. The hot lips? Yeah, that's right, hot lips. Perfect. <laughs> glittery, very glittery hot lips. So yeah. the boat has come along really, 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 really beautifully and have an awesome trailer and other, other you know, that's really close. There's the media planning I mentioned, my friend Mick. So he's supplying a bunch of cameras and and media equipment to be able to produce a documentary. So that's progressed. I've I've made a lot of progress on supplies, like I mentioned. And there's a new sponsor that came on board, Founders First. And I'd like to thank them for coming on board a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and um, I got a grant from the Sculpt the Future Foundation, which was founded by David de Rothschild of the Rothschild uh, family legacy, who provided a grant for media equipment, basically a satellite device that'll allow me to send videos back to land. And we're going to use that to raise awareness about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. So, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's been some really good wins um, across partnerships and fundraising and, and, and logistics planning. So a lot has happened the last couple months and committed to making the most of that and honoring everybody's support by doubling down to make sure this thing stays on track. Cool. So let's start with the the boat. You said it's nearly finished. The the paint's on. What has left to be done on it? There, There's the application of the logos. They are installing, I think, some of the hardware and antennas, basically, a few, a few items like that. When I talked to Sonia the other day, she said she was rolling it out of the shop and putting it on the trailer for the first time. So, I mean, that's a huge milestone to take it out of the shop and put it on a trailer. There are a couple items they're still installing, but it's basically finished. And Okay, so tell me more about the documentary then, because this, this seems really cool. We've mentioned that it would happen, and that was about it until now. You've... Now, how are you getting supplies? 
if your friend from Denmark isn't able to meet yeah. you now in <laughs> California? How are you getting supplies? Yeah, that's a challenge as well because he has there's a there's a company uh, in Denmark that said, "Hey, you can take one of our drones, bring it with." Well, we're trying to figure out what are the delays in regards to shipping right now. Is that feasible? So that's another area that's gotten a little more complex because, like you said, he can't bring it with him. So we're trying to figure out what can we mail, what can we post, um, and what partners, sponsors that he's contacting might have U.S. Uh, branches that would be willing to ship the stuff. So we're figuring that out. Mm -hmm. But the plan is basically set up a, a two cameras on deck that I can just have rolling as much as possible to be able to capture candid moments and. This won't get uploaded for the most part. It's really going to be high, really high fidelity, high quality content. Um, just sure. the files are just way too big to upload via satellite. But after the fact, Mick will edit this and put it into an exhibition at uh, an extreme sports expo at a museum in, in uh, Copenhagen. And um, so he's making that documentary and also he's very kindly said, look, I'm providing the media equipment. You can keep all the content. Just give me access to it so I can make this film. So, gonna, wow. yeah, yeah. So super generous wow. of him. He's providing all the, everything that's needed for it. And it's going to be a treasure trove of really great stuff, hopefully. Yeah. So you said you have made progress on supplies. What haven't you been able to get? Yeah, looking looking at my list right now, what haven't I gotten? The biggest thing is is really around government and the trailer registration. And uh, all of us hate registrations and vehicles. It's like the the one thing you get an email about and you're like, ah, I'll do it next week, or I'll do it next month or something, and then you find out that you're a month past your registration. You're like, really registration? Like that's the thing that that's getting me right now. And now prepping to row across the ocean. What's yeah. holding me up right now is a trailer registration. Bureaucracy, <laughs> bureaucracy. Exactly. Exactly. Before we forget to chat about it and talking about COVID-19, because this is a really big topic. Uh, you mentioned that you had some, some progress on sponsors as well and founders first. Tell me so Founders First came on board when Sculpt the Future Foundation came on board. I wrote a grant to Sculpt the Future Foundation, and they promised to fund it in half if I got someone to match it. And so reached out to my friend, Aaron Houghton. He launched Founders First to basically provide entrepreneurs a way to take care of their mind and body because they focus just on their business at the cost of their health and therefore their business. And so he's a serial entrepreneur and has created a system to help entrepreneurs take care of themselves. And I'll be using some of those practices, mechanisms, traits, uh, techniques while I'm at sea. And so Aaron was like, look, this is great for Founders First. It's a story of showing how our techniques help entrepreneurs respond to challenges and remain resilient. And that's what I'll be doing at sea. So those two organizations, Founders First and, and Sculpt the Future Foundation, both came on to support the media outreach efforts and sending videos from the sea, basically. So very cool that they, they came on the past month. Thank you both, Founders First and Sculpt the Future. 
because folks are tuning in more and more on their computer, I'm really excited about the opportunity for some big outreach as part of this project now. I think this is a, a great place to, to wrap up for the day. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And I hope everyone listening is safe and healthy and taking care to be inside. That is the best thing that we can do to keep ourselves and our families safe is just stay inside and you know listen to more podcasts watch movies if you can get out for a walk to um, in a place that is secluded or where you know that you're not going to have a lot of contact with people then you know get outside get some fresh air or if you have a yard uh, you know find a workout or something that you can do in your yard with some fresh air or on your uh, apartment roof or something like that so you feel like you're not as cooped up but but the best thing we can do to help it get over faster is is to do what we can to stay inside and do our due diligence with social distancing but thank everyone for listening thank you for contributing being a part of this project you are what makes this project run and what this project is really about great thank you everybody Thank you so much. The soundtrack for this episode was composed by and is courteous of the artist, who you can find at SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash thecuriouskid.